Let's take our Bibles and let's turn to Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 7. Matthew's Gospel and chapter number 7. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 7. We'll be in the Scripture here in just a moment. In the year 1174, the Italian architect, Bonagno Pisano, began work on what would become his most famous project, a separately standing bell tower for the cathedral of the city of Pisa. The tower was to be eight stories and 185 foot tall. And there was just one little problem. The builders quickly discovered that the soil they were building upon was much softer than they anticipated. The foundation that had been laid was far too shallow to adequately hold the structure. And sure enough, before long, the whole structure began to tilt, and it continued to tilt, until finally the architect and builders realized that there was nothing that could be done to make the leaning tower of pizza straight again. Now, it took 176 years. Think about that. That's how long it took to build that thing. 176 years to build the Tower of Pisa. And during that time, many things were done to try and compensate for the tilt. The foundation was shored up. The the upper levels were even built at an angle to try to make the top of the tower look straight, but nothing worked. And so it has stood for over 800 years, but it leans 18 feet away from where it should be. And one of these days, we don't know when, but the architects, the Experts say that it will come down. It will fall one day. And that's all because it was built on the wrong foundation. And that's what I want to use this morning, uh, uh, talking about the foundation in our life, having the right foundation. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 7. And let's begin reading with verse number 24. Matthew 7, verse 24. Therefore, This is Jesus speaking here. He says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and heat upon that house, beat beat upon that house, and it fell not, uh, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. So this morning I want to take a look at this matter of having the right foundation. We need to understand the context of this parable. This is a parable of our Lord Jesus Christ being told here. And uh, you notice the very first word there in verse 24 says, therefore. And uh, normally whenever we see that word, therefore or wherefore, we understand. if If you know anything about interpreting the Bible, you've got to look back to see what it's there for. Anytime you see therefore or wherefore, you got to look earlier to see what it's there for. And so this parable is really part of the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. This conclusion includes Christ talking about two gates and two ways with two destinies. Look at verse number 13. Back up to verse number 13, he says, Enter ye in at the straight gate. 
For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So we see two destinies, destruction or life, depending upon uh, the, the which gate or which way some people take. We see this conclusion also includes a warning against false prophets. Uh, don't be deceived by the way some appear, but rather judge them by their fruits. So look at Matthew chapter number 7 and verse number 15 here. He says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Now, what's interesting about verse number 20 and uh, verse number 16, where he says, you'll know them by their fruits, it causes, causes us to have to make a judgment, right? And this is the chapter that folks like to point out in the very early part of the chapter that, boy, we're not supposed to judge anything. We're not supposed to judge anybody. Well, that's misinterpretation of what the Scripture means there. And we, we know that because of what Jesus says here. He's, we are to judge uh, whether someone is a false prophet or not by their, their fruits. By their fruits you shall know them. And then uh, this conclusion also uh, uh, to uh, the Lord's sermon includes a warning against having a false perception in one's life. And that is uh, a salvation that is not based on the outward manifestation of what we do, but rather on the inward reality of a relationship with God. Look at verse number 21. Jesus says very clearly here, he says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You ever heard someone say, well, one religion is just as good as another. After all, we are just serving the same God just by different names and in different ways. Well, the only problem with that is that's a lie. It's not one God. We don't serve the same God that other folks serve. We serve the God of the Bible. How about those that say, we'll all end up getting to the same place as long as we're sincere in what we believe. Well, the only problem with that is that's a lie also. It doesn't matter how sincere you are. If you are sincerely wrong, you're wrong. Uh, Proverbs 16, verse 25 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, uh, that verse is repeated uh, twice in Scripture. And so I think the Lord puts it in there twice because we need, really need to know that. There's a way that seemeth right. Uh, make sure that you are in the right way. So let's look at verse number 24 as we begin to look at our scripture this morning. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and doeth them. Uh, that word therefore, Jesus was saying here, because there are only two ways. 
You know, the only two ways. Uh, and we had better listen to him. Just think of the contrast between Jesus and other philosophies and approaches to life and death. Jesus uh, is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh in the Father but through him. Listen, uh, I know that there are good folks, as we determine good, in other religions, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be able to go to heaven based upon what they believe. No one gets to heaven apart from Jesus Christ. You say, well, I just don't believe that. We well, don't believe the Bible then. The Bible is the truth of God's Word, and the Bible tells us that the only way that we're going to get to heaven is through Christ. You say, well, that's, that's kind of exclusive, isn't it? Well, we're just being as exclusive as Jesus Himself. Okay? Um, Jesus was saying... Also, that there, because there are so many false prophets, that we had better listen to him. There's all kinds of, of folks that are trying to, to uh, tell you a different way. Jesus is also saying that because eternal life is about who you know and who knows you, rather than uh, what you say or do, we had better listen to him. So the main issue becomes, are we listening to Jesus or someone else? That's the main thing. Are we listening to Jesus or someone else. Now we need to understand the parable itself. We, we find here there are three pairs of constants. Uh, things that are identical. And there are th- uh, three variables. Things that are different. So three constants and three variables. First of all, let's look at uh, verse number 24 and verse number 26. Uh, we see he- the matter of hearing and doing. Uh, verse 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And then verse 26, And everyone that heareth uh, these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. So we see hearing and doing. But both hear but only the wise man does anything about it. James, the half-brother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, wrote this in James chapter 1, verse 22. He says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving uh, your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh unto the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So uh, we, we see uh, both here, but only the wise man does anything about it. Well, we see the building some foundations are also mentioned here in verse 24 and 26. Both men build but on different types of foundations. You know, every one of us is building a house, so to speak. You're, build, you're building in your life, uh, and if you're married, you're, you're build, building a household there. Uh, uh, but we, we are building either by design or we're building by default. Which is it? Have you de- are you building according to God's design, or are you building by, well, whatever will happen will happen, and whatever will be will be? You know, uh, Jesus is saying here that what distinguishes us as builders is the foundation that we choose to build on. 
the foundation we choose to build on. Now, the foundation we know is the most important part of a building. I remember back uh, when I was uh, 10 years old, my dad began to uh, build a, a house for our family. I-95 was going through Brunswick, Georgia, where I was growing up at, and we were right, our, our house was going to be sitting right on the on-ramp as you go towards Savannah on Highway 341. That's how, how, uh, how it was, and so they said, you got to move. Well, uh, we started building a house where I grew up. I spent my teen years in that house, and I remember the first thing that we did after uh, we decided where to build at, you had to lay a foundation. And what Daddy used us for, me and my brothers, was digging that foundation. He wanted it dug deep. And he wanted a good, strong foundation. And he put a good, strong foundation there. And, you know, only a moron would build a house on sand. You want something that is solid to build a house upon. Now, I remember the massive earthquake. I know some of you aren't old enough to remember this, but there was a massive earthquake that struck San Francisco back in 1989. Many of you are old enough to remember that, but some of you maybe uh, you just only heard about it. There was a lot uh, that was being said during that time about foundations that various structures had been built upon. That's because that area and certain parts of it was just a large landfill is what it was. I remember them saying that uh, uh, those areas that were built on top of the landfills did not, did not survive very well. It should be no surprise that the buildings built on solid ground sustained much less damage than those that were built on filled-in areas. Now, the South Pier, even, of the Golden Gate Bridge sits directly on top of the San Andreas Fault, yet it was undamaged in that quake because the, the weight of the bridge rests on two towers that were deeply embedded into the rock beneath the sea. Uh, it, it had a good foundation, so it was not affected. I remember that double-decker freeway uh, that collapsed. It was built on the land that had been filled in. It was a landfill, and it did not fare well. It all looked fine until the time of testing came, and that was the earthquake. And that's what Jesus was pointing out here about the foundations of our lives and the foundations that we are building on. Uh, we, we are to be uh, building uh, our lives on uh, the right kind of foundation. Now, we, we saw, saw hearing and doing buildings and foundations. Now, we see also storms and outcomes. Both houses in Jesus' parable are hit by a storm. Both of them are hit by a storm here, but only one of them survives. Storms will come. Storms come in life. Amen? If you don't have a storm in your life right now, thank God for it. Amen? Somebody said that you either are uh, coming out of a storm, headed into a storm, uh, or, or, or you're in one. <laughs> so, uh, thank God for the times when you're not having to, to uh, go through storms. But you know, if our lives are going to survive, they've got, they got to be built upon the right foundation. If your marriage is going to survive, it must be built on the right foundation. I thank God uh, for my wife and, and our family. Uh, when, back before we got married, you know, we, we knew the Lord 
And uh, we, we determined that we were going to build our family on the foundation of the Bible, the Word of God, and, and what, how the Lord would have us to build. And I thank God that, you know, we're not perfect, but, but the Lord has, has saw us through 43 years of, of being together, raising two children, and now helping, helping raise six grandchildren. Amen. We, yeah, we do our part. Uh, they, we'll have our son. We'll be here in a couple of weeks, uh, and the, the young, you'll be able to meet the youngest members uh, that we just went up there for the adoption of, and what a what, what a blessing that was. But but what I'm saying is, you you want to have the right foundation in your family, and you want to have the right foundation in your life. What what are you building your life upon? Uh, uh, we know that th- there's a crucial idea here to to understand. Um, and that is, following Jesus does not exempt us from life's storms. Storms are going to come. Every house that is built will face a storm at some time or another. We know that's true. And some of them may face some strong storms. But Jesus is not teaching a parable about how to build our houses in protected areas. That's not what he's doing here. There are no storm-free zones. This is a parable about foundations not avoiding the storms. Now, the, the outcome is determined by the foundation that our lives are built on. And that's where uh, I want us to see everything depends on the foundation. What are you building your life on? Is it upon the teaching of God's Word? Or is it upon, well, you know, I'm just going to wing this thing and, and do what I think is best. You can wing it and do what you think is best, and that's, a, that's not a very good foundation to build upon. Only what the Lord has said in His Word is an acceptable foundation. Either we're building our life on a proper foundation or we're not. There's only one acceptable foundation. All other ground is sinking sand. So let me ask this morning, what is your foundation? What is your life? being built upon. What, what kind of foundation? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. You say, well, you know, I don't think you have to build your life upon Jesus. Well, Jesus said you do. You know, uh, He is the foundation, by the way. And the Apostle Paul mentions that here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Uh, and uh, we see in verse number 10 and 11, uh, talking about foundation, in our lives as believers. Uh, Those of us that have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that says in verse number 10, according to the grace of God, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10, according to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. What what foundation did the, the Apostle Paul lay? Well, if you read about his life in the book of Acts, you know that he was preaching the gospel. He was laying the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ in folks' lives. And, and his teaching and his preaching all through the book of Acts and all of his writings that you will find, the epistles that he was encouraging the churches and helping the churches, what was it based on? It's based on Jesus. Based on the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he says, I've laid the foundation and, and, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. And verse 11, he says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. In other words, if you're going to lay a proper foundation, 
you got to lay it with Jesus because everything else is sinking sand. Just like Jesus said. Every other thing is sinking sand. So the issue is this. Where are you building your house and your life? If it's not on Jesus, listen, it's destined for a great fall when the storms of life come. And be assured that they will come. Um, they'll, they'll come in your own personal life. Each one of us knows that uh, as we go through this life, there, there are, are things that uh, come our way that maybe we weren't expecting. Some storms of life. It might be an illness. It might be the loss of a loved one. It might be something else. We, we, there, there, sometimes when we uh, uh, are blindsided, so to speak, by something, some event that happens, um, we, we need to make sure that um, our, we have a proper foundation so when those times come, we're not uh, taken aback. Amen? Um, our families can go through times also of storm. Storms will come in the family. I remember uh, many different times going through uh, in our 43 years of marriage, there's some things that could have, could have taken and knocked us off of kil- out of kilter had we not had the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. And what a blessing it was to, to see God work through those times and to, to know that His Word is true. So, do you have Jesus this morning? If you were to die right now, do you know for sure that heaven would be your home? You say, well, I believe that uh, uh, what I'm doing is sufficient. Well, if uh, what you're doing doesn't line up with the Word of God, it cannot be sufficient. Come to the straight and narrow way today. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ and allow Him to be your foundation upon which you build the rest of your life. And you'll not be sorry for it in the end. This morning we're going we're gonna to sing a hymn uh, called The Solid Rock. I love this hymn because it refers to this passage that we've been looking at uh, this morning in Matthew chapter number 7. And it says, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. If you'll take your gray hymn book, turn to hymn 404. We'll be there right after I pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your great love for us. Lord, we thank you for the foundation, that true foundation that is laid in our lives as believers. Those of us that have believed on you and you alone for our salvation have the true foundation. Lord, others maybe struggling in their lives, not knowing what the problem is when the storms come and why they are blown to and fro when all the time the foundation needs to be changed. Lord, if there's one here today that doesn't have the proper foundation in their life, the foundation of Jesus Christ, help them to come because all of the ground is sinking sand. Help us to see that this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.